Hey everyone and welcome back to the Limitless Leadership Podcast. Hey, just before we get into today's content, I wanted to let you know about another resource that we've developed for youth and children's ministry leaders called Leadership 101. It's a brand new YouTube series designed to help you grow as a leader. You can watch these 10 minute episodes on your own or you can sit down with your whole team and and help them to develop as well. So check out youtube.com forward slash Limitless Elim where you'll find a Leadership 101 playlist there. There's all kinds of conversations to be had around how to lead a volunteer team or how to lead change, giving and receiving feedback, dealing with difficult conversations and loads more. So why don't you check out youtube.com forward slash Limitless Elim for more. But for now, let's get into our second part of a three-part conversation around leadership blind spots. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fans of all ages. (laughs) Welcome to the Limitless Leadership Podcast. I'm Ollie Ward. I lead the Limitless Academy and I'm here hosting because our wonderful fearless leader, Tim Alford, is on the other <laughs> side of the mic uh, he, and he's, he's spouting the wisdom. Uh, and last episode we talked about, uh, this series is all about leadership blind spots Yeah. and so we, we, did, we did three blind spots last episode and they were people pleasing, unwillingness or inability to empower others and hidden pride. So it's probably quite helpful just if you can because uh, I know we talked about them for a bit. Uh, last episode, just just to give a real brief like recap of what those are before we move on to some others. Yeah, of course. So, so the principle of a blind spot being something that that you can't see unless you intentionally adjust your posture to engage with it, but the people around you probably can see uh, the people that you lead and who are leading you. Uh, and so, the first three blind spots, as you say, that we talked about, people pleasing, where um, we live to to get the approval of people rather than God. And so in order to please everyone, people who usually have different opinions from one another, we end up settling for a kind of mediocrity that doesn't inspire anybody because we're kind of afraid to make changes that would offend somebody. So that's why people pleasing is, mm-hmm. a, is a blind spot. Uh, the unwillingness or, or inability to, to empower others is, is a blind spot because uh, leadership and achievement are not the same thing. Um, on our own we can make things happen and achieve things but leadership is about maximizing the potential in others uh, and so nice. if we're not doing that we're not really leading nice. uh, so that's why that's a leadership blind spot and then then hidden pride uh, we spent quite a bit of time on that one last month didn't we because that is a real big one um, God opposes the proud but he shows favor to the humble and so we talked about some of the presenting symptoms that reveal hidden pride in our lives uh, and so I guess, yeah, if you want to listen to that and, and hear a bit more about that, make sure uh, you pause this episode, go back and listen to last month's episode, and then come back and join us again. Hit rewind. Um, yeah. It was great stuff. Um, but friends, settle in. Mate, it's not a tape. There's no rewind. It's not, you, they don't do rewinds on podcasts anymore? No, no, no. <laughs> just, you can do just the scroll pause and go bar. back. Yeah, yeah you could, that's but a It's rewind. a different podcast. So if you scroll back, it's just going to take you back to the start of this episode, not to the last episode. Don't hit rewind. <laughs> don't, don't, don't hit rewind. Go pause, go back, listen to the other one. Unless you recorded the first one onto a cassette. Well, that's Put it I, into a tape player. In fact, that's yeah. how I insist on listening to my podcasts <laughs> yeah. is on cassette and vinyls because it's just, it's something like the sound that's just authentic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Authentic tape, 80s retro sound. I love that sound. I love the 80s sound. Uh, but despite our lack of 80s sound here and high tech quality, uh, we are going to press ahead 
And we've got three more uh, blind spots. So why don't you take us through uh, the next one, which is perfectionism. Yeah, perfectionism. I know this can be a blind spot for me. Um, So let me make a distinction, first of all. Uh, Pursuing excellence is a good thing. I think excellence honours God uh, and it inspires people doing the very best we can with the resources that we have. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. I think continually making tweaks and adjustments to our youth ministries and to our leadership in order to make it better that's a good thing too um that's parable of the talent stuff that's about being a good steward of whatever god has entrusted to us but perfectionism is is not a good thing um because perfectionism i found usually results in two things which damage your leadership potential. And those two things are, firstly, procrastination, um, and secondly, micromanagement. Um, So I I take those one at a time. Um, Procrastination, perfectionism leads to procrastination because the perfectionist leader will usually put off acting on something until they are certain that they can deliver on it perfectly so they want to have consulted every single expert they want to have read uh, every single book they want to have um, uh, studied every single resource that they can gather before acting Uh, and as a result they tend to put off put off acting until the opportunity has passed them by Um, and so when when we're perfectionist about things it's almost like we fear acting and we fear doing because it might not be perfect um i've heard it said uh, sometimes uh sometimes it's perfect enough (laughs) it's kind of a bit of an oxymoron but i like that sometimes it's perfect enough sometimes you've got enough knowledge sometimes you've done enough resource uh, you've, you've, you, and, and you've just got to go for it. But when we're perfectionists about it, and everything has to be just ex- it has to be exactly right, um, that then we, we put off acting in, in, until it's too late and the opportunity's gone. Um, and then the other one, is, as I say, is, is micromanagement. Um, because the truth is, and this is the difference, you see, between perf- perfectionism and excellence, right. that a perfectionist leader doesn't just want things to be excellent they want things to be done their way that's the difference that's the difference between perfectionism and excellence so um like i sometimes really wind up my wife because she'll have tidied the house and i'll come home and i'll be like why is the house so messy and I'll go around tidying up after her tidying. I can see how that's annoying. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like perfectionist about like having a tidy house. And so it really, really winds her up. And it's probably, people even listening are probably annoyed with me. For yeah, that. I'm and, annoyed with you. Yeah, 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 fair enough. I can't, I, 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 I can't blame them. But, but when you translate that into leadership, so let's say you've, you've empowered a young person to run the, the, the cafe or the tuck shop. Right. And you've given them responsibility. They've, they've bought some staff. They've come, they've set it all up um, and they've given it their best go and you come along and you like move that box over to there yeah, and you put yeah, that sign yeah. there and you go, why don't we just put that here? It's just demoralising. It's yeah. absolutely demoralising and that, that's what micromanagement does. It, rest- it, restricts, it restricts people's freedom to lead and therefore their opportunity to grow. 
Yeah. So we've got to be really careful about perfectionism leading to that kind of micromanagement. It, it, it demoralizes team members. It's really damaging for engagement as well because they're just doing exactly what you want them to do rather than being able to put their own creativity uh, into things. Um, so even something like, so let, let me give you an example of, of this. Um, so, so we have an event in February called Limitless One, which happens in seven locations at the same time. And because it happens in seven locations at the same time, we, we call it seven locations, one event, one limitless family. It's really important that what happens in all of the seven locations is the same because it's one event. Um, and we want the, the, the quality to be consistent right throughout the locations. Right. But rather than me sitting in my office, coming up with a program and disseminating it to our leaders and say, do that, we shaped that program together so that you know they were able to have a voice and say, actually, do you know what? I think it would be better if we if we didn't do that bit, but we did that bit there instead. And this bit didn't flow very well. Can we can we change that? So they were able to get their fingerprints on it. They were able to shape it. Um, and, and, and so what we what hopefully what hopefully we're doing there is we've got a level of excellence, but without the perfectionism that comes from a, a perfectionist leader making sure everything is just so, just the way that they like it. Um, but I know I do have a bit of a propensity for that. It can be a blind spot for me. And so I've got to be really aware of that and just not, and you know, say to myself, uh, and I, I have to do this quite, quite often, it, you know, it's perfect enough. Yeah. It's perfect enough. Yeah. It might not be exactly how I would have done it, but it's perfect enough. Yeah, that's good. And, and ensuring that other people are able to bring their own voice means it's not just your voice all the time, right? So exactly, it actually strengthens yeah. the team, even though it doesn't necessarily feel like it for you. Yeah. Sometimes it can... Yeah. strength it and I get I guess going back to what you're talking about with Limitless One doing some of the temptation of the micromanagement stuff doing that beforehand so step stepping in early, rather than like giving someone an opportunity to say okay go and run the event and, and make it happen yeah. and leaving them to it and then stepping in afterwards and yeah. micromanaging yeah. if by doing that beforehand as in like all getting together all talking about what it's going to be like all coming up with a program you then can avoid micromanagement because then you're confident enough to leave them to go and do it right? yeah and and when then when that correction does need to come because correction does sometimes need to come from the leader that's part of the role of the leader um what you're holding people to account on is something they already agreed to right um so exactly. and already had input in and yeah, already had input in and you can you don't go oh actually no i don't want it like that i want it like this you go hey do you remember that when we discussed as a team we landed on this and that didn't happen and so that's a very it's different a very angle different to come in um, and bring some kind of correction and adjustment from. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, helpful. Helpful. So making sure we're aware of where we have a tendency towards perfectionism. Yeah. Because it can be bad. Yes. It can be bad stuff. Yes, it can. Great. All right, well, let's move on to the next one then. And this is uh, blind spot number five, failure to lead up. Yeah. I would say that this is probably one of the two most common leadership blind spots that I see in youth leaders in particular right. is a failure to lead up. And it is, it is a real restriction on our leadership, a real restriction on our leadership. And, and this happens because we're passionate about our young people and our youth ministries. And so we give our time and our attention and our prayerfulness and our best energy and our best ideas to what's happening in the youth ministry only to find out that those great ideas that we dreamed up 
get shut down by, by our senior leaders. Right. And then that happens and we get angry. Sure. And we go, oh, they didn't see it. They don't get it. They don't understand why this is important. Why aren't they letting this happen? But actually, very often, the reason it's been shut down is, has been because of our failure to lead up, to lead the people that lead us, to involve them early in the process of our creativity and decision-making, to, to, to ask for their input into, into mm. what we're doing, to, to explain not just what we're wanting to do, but, but why uh, we're wanting to do it, to, to, to join the dots between what's happening in the youth ministry and how that connects with the vision uh, of, of the wider church, to, to share the stories with our senior leaders about the good things that God is doing within our youth ministries. All of this is, is, is leading up and all of this we so easily forsake because we're postured, understandably so, towards our young people. Right. But, but, but when we don't take seriously that, the need to lead up, some of those great ideas and visions and dreams often that are from God will get shut down and they won't happen because of our failure to lead up. And that's why this is like a really significant leadership blind spot for youth leaders in particular. Right, yeah, so we got, we got to be aware where we're doing that because yeah. it can actually like impact the very thing we're trying to do, the young people, like you said, the thing yeah. we're actually really passionate about. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember I had a conversation once with a, a senior leader who was frustrated with their youth worker and their frustration came because um, every time they had a line management meeting, the first thing on that youth leader's agenda was their time off uh, and their kind of annual leave and when that was happening and he wants to get that booked in and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And um, now, having appro- appropriate patterns for, for rest and... Um, and, and time away and, uh, you know, holidays and, and, and days off and all of that stuff. That is important that we do that right. And it is important that we engage our senior leaders in the process rather than just saying, oh, by the way, I'm not here next week. Mm. But the reason that that was a, a, a failure to lead up was because it, it was because the other stuff was ignored. The other stuff of, hey, let me tell you about what's happening in the youth ministry. Uh, and this happened this week. And isn't that great? And we've got this idea and I'd love for you just to speak into that idea and, and help us to shape it. And hey, you know how the vision of the church is this? Well, that's why we're doing this in the youth ministry. Now, if there had been, you know, 20 minutes of conversation around that stuff and then it had been, and uh, yeah, and so I'm just working in on, on my annual leave. Is it okay if we do? That's completely different. That sure. is completely different. And that's the skill and the craft of, of leading yeah. up. Um, it's not about manipulating those who lead us. It's about honouring them. And it's about, it's about help, helping them and enabling them to see the value in what we're doing in, in our youth ministries. And that, that's our responsibility as the youth leader to do that. Okay. It's our responsibility to lead up. And so uh, we've got to take that seriously. Yeah. Is that how it's... You could argue that it's not a way to do this just to make sure you're really good mates with your line manager and you get on really well so that when you do ask for something they're like yeah go on then because it's you <laughs> is, it, is that the same thing is it, is it, it doesn't sound it's like not it. the same thing it's not the same thing uh, but don't get me wrong I think it, I think friendship in teams is really healthy um, it, you know we, we at our most recent Limitless Leaders event we we had uh, Mike Pilavachi with us and uh, and he said you know the best thing you can do is do it with your friends. Do yeah. it with your friends, yeah. uh, and I agree with that. Um, and we, 
you know, I think ar around the kind of limitless team, we've got great friendships uh, on our teams. You know, we're not just colleagues. Um, and I th so, and in your youth ministries, hopefully you've got that with with your team members in your in your wider church teams. I, I hope you've got that too. So it's not that that's not important, but it's but it's not the same thing as as leading up because I can be I can be great friends with somebody without um, envisioning them about what what's going on and what we're doing and why it's happening and um, uh, and just as yeah, just as we talked about with our young people and our teams that we want them to be able to get their their fingerprints on on what we're doing so that there's ownership sure exactly the same principle is true with our senior leaders we, we, we must come to them to ask for input on our ideas not just to present an idea that's already been concluded say hey we're thinking about this and just been dreaming about how we could do this in our community and we've got this outreach idea we think it would really help you know the vision of the church which is this and uh, you know but before we act on that I just I'd love to know what you think and uh, have we missed anything and is there a way we could do that better and what you know um, and then and then your senior leader has ownership over it as well, which makes it much more likely that you're going to be able to roll with the visions and dreams that God's placed on your heart. That's good. Yeah. I, mean, I think in the last episode, we talked about like owning stuff as a team, both successes yeah. and failures. And this this is connected to that in, it in, the, in that you own it, but as a whole team, not seeing yourself as the, where the team stops. That's because right. Because you're the leader of it. Actually, the team goes beyond you to yeah. other teams that are connected yeah. and That's part yeah. of the church. Yeah. Yeah, because if we silo ourselves as youth ministry and we only ever go to our senior leaders when we need some money for something or when we need a holiday, yeah. well, they're not going to be, understandably, they're not going to be releasing into those big dreams and big ideas that we've got. We've got to bring them along the journey. Yeah, make yeah. you feel connected. Yeah, Great. make you feel connected, exactly. Very helpful, yeah. very helpful stuff. Right, let's talk about the next blind spot. Um, on to number, this is number six. A lack of focus. I can see yeah. how this could be a, a blind spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there's an old Italian proverb that says, often he who does too much does too little. And that is so true. We, we have this way, don't we, of continually taking on more and more new opportunities because they seem too good to miss. But, as Jim Collins says, good is the enemy of the great. Um, and um, the, the, while we're on Jim Collins... Um, in his book, Good to Great, he talks about this idea of the hedgehog concept. And um, the idea of the hedgehog concept is that in a battle, he says, between the fox and the hedgehog, the hedgehog always wins. Right. And that's because the fox tries to employ all kinds of um, different strategies. He sneaks, he pounces, he comes from high, from low, from, from left, from right. But the hedgehog just does one thing, and he does one thing brilliantly. He curls up in a ball, and the, and the fox can't get him. And so the principle of, of, the, of the hedgehog concepts, he, he says, is that hedgehog, hedgehogs, they see what is essential and they ignore the rest. Interesting. I've not heard that before. Yeah. Um, it's this idea that if you go after too many dreams, you might have a nightmare, right? Because, yeah, yeah. because um, we cannot do everything and we certainly cannot do everything well. And so... Um, for so many of us, this is a blind spot because we're trying to do this, we're trying to do that, we're trying to juggle a gazillion different opportunities and different kinds of ministries, and we're trying to do mentoring, we're trying to do guys groups, we're trying to do girls groups, we're trying to do an outreach club, we're trying to do discipleship, we're trying to uh, lead up into the into the church and help the church engage, we're trying to get volunteers, we're trying to do schools work, you know, we're trying to we're trying to do detached work, you know, every we want to go on trips, we want to go on camps, everything, we want to do everything, yeah. and we don't do any of it particularly well. 
because we cannot give our attention to something. And it's such a blind spot. So, so it's about, yeah, again, we talked about it in last month's episode, having the clarity about what God is asking you to do yeah. and focusing your attention on those just those few things so you can, you can execute on those things really, really well. And um, a, a little exercise that I'd encourage you know, leaders listening to go through to, to help them bring their priorities into clarity is to, um, is to take a bit of time with their teams and make a list of everything that you're doing within your youth ministry. So, you know, everything. So it might be running your social media accounts. It might be the, the school's work that you do. It might be the one-to-one mentoring that you do. It might be Sunday morning, uh, youth church, Wednesday night Bible study, Friday night uh, outreach group, whatever it is, every single thing. And then ask this question. If our time was cut by 50%, which things would we keep doing and which things would we have to let go? Right. And so you force yourself to make a hypothetical decision. So we've got, we, you know, somehow the Lord shows up and takes away uh, three and a half days a week. <laughs> um, or, or if you have a budget, the budget is cut by 50%. What things would we, would we stop doing? And what things would we fight tooth and nail to make sure we didn't stop doing? And that will help to bring into focus the things that you really value and then it's about do you have the courage to say no to some good things good people good opportunities in order to really focus on the specifics that God has called you to do and do those things really really well yeah that that's quite scary in a way yeah because sometimes I know that if I don't do stuff and that sometimes I don't even necessarily really want to do it myself I just know it needs to be done yeah. and if I don't do it it's not going to get done yeah. Um, yeah but it's about the same well it's not going to get done then yeah. yeah yeah that's that's tough stuff yeah yeah but but the, that is true but it's also true to say that every time we say yes to something new we are saying no to something else because when we say yes to something new, we don't get more hours in the day, more days in the week, more months in the year. Right. So something will go. Usually what goes is not existing ministry. Usually what goes is the replenishing activities that build us yeah. and keep us passionate and yeah. energetic and, f- and filled up with vision and overflowing with joy and the love of God. That the, the rest, the replenishment, the time with our families, the time spent with, in our Bibles, our times yeah. in prayer, that's usually Just the stuff that goes. Just going out with goes. friends, yeah. Like, yeah, enjoying life. Yeah, that's the, that's the stuff that goes. And so we get stacked up, we get stacked up, we get stacked up. And we say yes to that, we're saying no to something else. We say yes to that, we're saying no to something else. But also when we say yes to something, we're, we're probably also saying no to doing something else well. Right. So we still keep that thing going as well as the new thing that we're doing, but we're just not doing it as well because we don't have the time to do both of them so well. So the quality just... To... So there's all, with every yes, there's a no, and we always have to tra- you know, trade it off and see what, what, what's most important, what our priorities are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, like, like the proverb says, I guess it's better to do, it's better to do something, and it wasn't the proverb, it was a hedgehog story. Yeah. Better to do something really, really well um, than trying to do everything. Yeah. yeah. Andy Stanley says that the less you do, the more you accomplish... I think that's so true. I think that's so true. 
yeah. you, the less you do, the more you accomplish. Because when, you, when you're doing loads of stuff, you're kind of incrementally turning the dial on a whole load of things. But when you're focused in on a few things, you can really drive them forward and, and do them well and, and see them grow. Yeah. I guess it's also being, being self-aware enough to know what you can do. Yes. Really, really well. So like yeah. ch- choosing the things that you'd fight for, that you're passionate about, but also that you know, oh, yeah, if I had more time, I could really like improve the quality of this. We could do it really differently. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So true. Yeah. And, and, and according to, to your gifts and passions as well, for sure. That's great. Well, it's helpful stuff uh, as ever. Thank you, Tim. Pleasure. And thank you for listening. I uh, hope it's been helpful to you and it's stuff you can um, put into into practice in your youth ministries and your stuff you're leading. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to the Limitless Leadership Podcast today. I really hope that this content has helped you to develop in your leadership. And, and if it has, well, why don't you share it with another youth leader? You can do that, of course, by sharing it on your own social channels or by rating and reviewing on iTunes, which helps to get the word out there. And if you haven't done already, don't forget to hit that subscribe button as well. In the meantime, let me say thank you so much for all you are doing to invest in the lives of young people where you are. I cannot conceive of anything more important that you could give your life to than passing on the gospel to the next generation. So until we talk again, keep going. Don't give up because what you're doing is important. I'll see you next time on the Limitless Leadership Podcast.